0: On this episode, I talk to RLEF Director Colin Clayweg about this year's Euro Championship. Plus, the biggest tiger is back and so are golden points, baby. I'm Michael Carboni. This is episode 48 of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast.
1: You're listening to Chasing Kangaroos. The Rugby League podcast for fans who are passionate about seeing the game played in more places.
2: Big T's back. Yeah, I just like hearing you say it. (laughs) Baby, I'm super excited. Wolfpack are playing tomorrow morning. Our they, time, yeah. yeah. And, um, yep, time and recording, they're going to, unfortunately, beat the Tigers. That's okay, because it's not, it's not it's the real It's not tigers. your Tigers. And um, I was also super sad to see the French Dragoons. I looked yeah. up how to say dragons in French. It's Dragoons. Dragon. And they, um, they got pumped by Huddersfield. Where did you look up how to say dragon in French? Uh, Google. Google. They just, Google knows all. Go, Google has everything. Uh, and it, I was disappointed. I was really hoping it was going to have another word. Like it was going to be, you know, but it was just dragons <laughs> just with dragons. a thicker action. <laughs> dragons. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was a tough one for the dragons. You know, Aiden Caesar <laughs> led uh, Huddersfield side, beat them. But uh, he seems to be, he's, he might be a smoky for, for Golden Boot. Everyone loves him at the moment. Golden
2: Boot? No, you mean... You mean Iron Man or whatever Sorry, it's I meant Man of Steel. i got yeah. Golden gold Blue. On, wow. On now that you're on the, the mind, uh, this is just you bringing play, up, you're on the, if he plays on for the Turkey. committee. Well,
0: we've got to mention it at least once an episode. <laughs> every But if he ends up playing for Turkey, I might give him a few
2: votes. Who knows? But, also, uh, speaking of, I've got to mention him every app I don't know if you've seen Robbie Farah trying to slide into some poor tennis player's DMs, but forgetting he's not on DMs and doing it out loud. What happened there? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know the poor lady's name, Jean something or Jeannie something, but he's, he messaged her twice publicly being like, I really want to have a drink with you. Wow. And then that went straight out and everyone was like, oh, okay, you got to shoot your shot, I guess. And then the next one was something really untoward around her name, some kind of pun that was a little bit much. Oh, wow. And well, everyone was like, delete this, Roberto. In
0: the public. Yeah, well, I forgot he, it wasn't DM.
2: Is he a married man, Roberto? No, no, he's a no, single. single man. So he can do that. He's allowed to slide into the DMs. Yeah, but, I well, as long as he's being polite. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always worried about
0: DMs. I don't know how it works. I don't even know what to do. I couldn't flirt anymore. I couldn't slide into DMs. I couldn't no. be on.
2: Oh, you and I slide into DMs. So it's just on. <laughs> it's just on like professional football players or organisations on Instagram and uh, on LinkedIn. Hello, I run a podcast. You want to be on it, please? I'm sliding into DMs every day. I love it, man. Good to have you back. Speaking of sliding into DMs, you, you've we've picked up a bloke. No, we didn't pick him up. So that sounded really weird after That's, the sliding. Is that DMs. what you do? Like,
0: when, <laughs> is that why you weren't here last our,
2: week? Yeah, a clay bloke. This is going to be the Colin Clay. Isn't oh,
0: Claywick. Yeah, Colin Claywick. So we speak to him all the time. Uh, I speak to him all the time. Mm. He was on the show. He was on Chasing Kangaroos last year. We spoke about Red Star Belgrade. And uh, I'll be talking to him today about the Euro Championship. So that was the biggest news to come out of this week. I'm actually, you know, we're going to, this episode of Chasing Kangaroos was going to be your interview, your first interview for the show yeah. with Justin Dooley from... Um, nrl south australia got bumped but i got bumped because we had some <laughs> massive news so yeah. euro championship obviously huge all of you guys have been dming me sliding into my dms yeah. during the week yeah. asking about the euros and a few questions and and what have you so i'm going to try and ask colin those and uh he's always very honest
2: and and forthcoming so hopefully um he gives us some good good stuff to talk about i'm keen um to hear why spain would be in group d And not Serbia or Greece.
0: Um, Well, I'm going to ask that question, so let's find out, mate. But uh, why don't we get straight into that chat with Colin Clayweg and then uh, you and I can come back and talk a little bit more about it. Colin Clayweg, welcome back to Chasing Kangaroos, mate.
1: Thank you very much, mate. Today I wear my uh, RLEF uh, director's hat, so slightly different discussion point, but uh, nonetheless very interesting for everybody, I hope.
0: Yeah, well, our regular listeners will remember last time we spoke, we had a great chat about Serbia and Red Star Belgrade in particular, but today, as you say, it's the Rugby League European Federation, and a lot of our listeners are very excited because of the euro that we've been talking about since way back in episode 25 when I spoke to – when well, I spoke to Gavin Willisey on the, on the episode called Hashtag Let Greece Play, we spoke about this potential Euro championship. Back then, we were talking about, you know, a group A, B and C. Well, a, lo- a little bit's changed since then, and we've had a lot of questions from our listeners. So I thought I'd get, get you on and see if you can r- run us through it and let us know how it all came about.
1: Yeah, look, this is a very, very exciting moment, actually, for the men's side of the competition. And we'll talk uh, probably in a few months about the future for the women's competition. I won't drop too many ideas here and now because that has to be ratified at board level. Awesome. But we just had a, um, a launch in Belgrade for the first time ever for Uh, the draw for the European Championships in 2020. And in 2020, we've got the largest ever contingent of European teams with 16 teams spread across four different groups. So Group A has six teams that will be split into two pools of three. Each team plays once at home and once away. Group, Group B has a pool of three. Group C has one pool of three. It operates in the same way. And Group D is a little bit different because we've got a couple of nations, one coming back into uh, international competition for the first time in a while, which is always great. And of course, the formal emergence now of Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two teams, uh, two pools of two teams, sorry, a total of four, and they will play each other once home and once away.
0: Okay, awesome. So does that mean, and the biggest question we're getting is will there be finals? So I'm assuming Group A and B, uh, Group A1 and Group A2, there'll be a playoff at the end of that. Group D sounds like there'll be a playoff at the end of that. What happens with Group B and C?
1: Well, Group B and C are very simple because they they'll just be first past the post. So you may well get a team that has four points, a team with two, a team with zero. But in the events, very similar to the first set of qualifying between Spain, Russia, and Serbia, where all teams finished on two points each, uh, you'll have the team with the best for and against will will win. And then obviously if we start getting into sort of cricket cricket World Cup scenarios, <laughs> England versus New Zealand at Lords, there'll be count countbacks and then penalty countbacks.
0: I'm sure it won't get to that, but it's it's all very exciting stuff. And of course we're gonna have some promotion and relegation. So I'm I'm guessing that's quite simple as well.
1: Look, the promotion and relegation will kick in probably from 2022. Our goal has always been to have promotion and relegation because it's it adds to the luster of every game. It means that every game is of vital importance. So, you know, if you get that first game where a team loses, at the moment we won't have it for 2020. Yep. And my understanding as well is we won't necessarily have finals for, for Group A and Group D. And really the reason for that, if we're all honest, the reason for that is, is funding.
0: Yep. Okay. Yep. And speaking of 2020, so the first thing... I thought when I first uh, saw these groups or the, the 16 nations was where's England? And then it quite quickly, uh, quickly became apparent that they're going to be playing the kangaroos in a kangaroo tour. So it makes a lot of sense that they're not yet there, but they'll be coming back in 2022, I assume. And what does that mean for the six teams in Group A? Does one drop down?
1: Well, see, that's, uh, that's exactly why we won't have as well. We thought with all of the various things that were going into the mix here that we wouldn't need to put forward the promotion and relegation yet because there was, there was models where you looked at bringing down because you had the two pools in, in Group A. Do you relegate both of the teams? And then are the two teams that finish first and second in Group B worthy of going up? And we've got England that will come in. So we'll have obviously England will come in, will qualify first uh, in, in 2022, and we will know that answer whether England accept the invitation very, very soon. So we're, we're talking openly here. Excuse me, about something that hasn't been agreed yet or ratified, but okay. we're very, very hopeful it will be ratified soon. Yeah, let's hope. And at so. that point, there may well be a match where you have so that one team's not ad, you know, adversely impacted. There might be some sort of relegation match. Uh, there'll be no promotion in the first round of 2020. I don't believe from from Group B, and all the others will will sit as well. But from Group B down, we can actually run promotion and relegation because it'll be fairly simple
0: okay beautiful that sounds awesome a few other questions that i've been getting from a lot of our listeners so um can you explain to us how how sort of how the rankings work so we see teams like spain ranked higher than a team like greece how does that how was that worked out
1: yeah look there's two different forms of ranking and I, i understand that you know this is a common thing that's discussed in any sport there's two forms of ranking in rugby league that we all need to, to remember when we're looking at these teams. So the World Cup qualifiers operate under a separate ranking and the European qualifiers and championships operate under their own ranking. And the reason for this, and I think once everybody understand it, understands it, the reason for this is simple and fair. When the teams play in World Cup qualifiers, there's a lot more players of uh, heritage that join those players and there's a lot less domestic players. So the teams are very, very different in composition. So if we were to utilize a ranking system, say, from Europe for putting them into World Cups, then that's not fair. Teams like Ukraine and Serbia and Russia tend to get a lot more. uh, uh, They would have a lot more benefit from from that. Whereas, you know, on the opposite side, it's, it's not fair to utilise the rankings from the World Cup qualifiers because when you have Greece and Italy in particular, they will have a lot more players of heritage as opposed to just domestic. So yeah, yeah. at the moment, while the sport is still building, that's the fairest way. And it may, it's very similar to football. If you look at, say, World Cup qualifiers in football, Or any other sport, most other sports of that size, they will have a world qualifying system, and the European uh, qualifiers and championships in UEFA, they're, they're done under their own systems.
0: It makes a lot of sense because most, especially the heritage players over here in the NRL, they're more likely to turn up for a World Cup rather than a Euro. Hopefully, that changes because we can get you know this this Euro brand could build and build and build. And hopefully we get to a situation where it's almost as special as a world cup. Um, and speaking of those heritage players, so you you sort of touched on it a little, but how many heritage players are, are allowed for these sides at each levels?
1: Oh, there's been some discussion on that and that'll be ratified, uh, early this year. The idea with these, with these matches and, It'll be an economics thing as well, Michael. So yep. as you mentioned before, the difference between World Cup qualifiers and the potential of getting into the World Cup, there's obviously good, you know, there's decent money in Rugby League available for that. Yep. The money available for the European qualifiers just simply necessitates that most teams will, will focus on a domestic side. And... Anyone who wants to bring, you know, even one or two players, they will all be putting into their own pockets to do that. So so most teams tend to focus on their domestic players. So I don't think we need to worry about the quotas. But the quotas are between they start from four players and move up to about seven players uh, up in the higher groupings.
0: Okay, so we're not really expecting any poor Vaughan's or James Tedesco's over there for the Euros, but I think that's fair, and I think I'd, I'd kind of rather see some of the domestic guys running around. You mentioned the money not always being there, and, and obviously one way to sort of make that up is through sponsorship and, and um, television. Will, will these games be televised? A lot of people asking that question. Obviously, a lot of our listeners very keen to to watch these matches. What's the story there so far? Has anything been worked out?
1: We'll go into discussions with potential broadcasters through the next three months. Yep. As, uh, as you know, Michael, I'm very interested in the OTT sphere as well. So, yep. you know, I would like to look at that. We've got to look at ways to get money into into rugby league as a sport. And, you know, that's something that I've focused on in my own personal dealings. And I've, I've uh, focused on that as an RLEF director seeking to, you know, do things like, unfortunately, with the live stream, we had an issue with the sound. Um, what we're doing today is we're reloading that, uh, that draw so that people can see it with the full sound and, and all, all of the, the trimmings that go with it. So I apologize to anybody who tuned into the live stream Um, you know, one of the things we have to do, mate, is we have to start promoting our assets and promoting them in a professional way so that it gets people really interested and wanting to share the information and getting excited about it. And that is the way that you get sponsors and you get broadcast interest. You know, if we don't do these things, if we sort of hide them, we don't do a, a, a live draw, why is a broadcaster going to be interested in that? It's almost like we're, you know, telling them that our, our, our drawer isn't important, that our assets aren't important. So we'll go through a strategy now. Our general manager will release a, um, uh, a key strategic document for the next 10 years that will be released to the various federations now for final consultation We're hoping that that will get ratified by the board soon and all of those things will enable us to start putting in, you know, step-by-step processes to make rugby league really strong in Europe, which is what everybody wants.
0: Sensational, mate. I know a lot of our listeners, they reach out to me regularly and they say that a Euro championship just like this is exactly what we need. And I know it's baby steps and we're only really getting started, but um, the future is very bright, mate. And I just want to thank you for all the hard work that you and the team over there are doing. Uh, thanks for coming on to quickly answer answer our questions and and run through this this awesome championship with us. But, mate, I can't let you go without talking a little bit of Red Star Belgrade, mate. And uh, the news came about a couple of weeks ago that um, you guys would potentially be looking at uh, uh, launching an application into League One for 2021. Uh, 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 Is it all smooth sailing? How are things going? What can we do to help?
1: Oh look, it's it's certainly not all smooth sailing, and I want to be honest and open with people about this. We're, what we've done, the intention of putting out a discussion that we would like to apply for 2021 was never intended to be a pressure piece on the RFL or anybody else. It's a pressure. It's a pressure valve on us to perform as. Uh, you know, management, to get memberships moving, to really get a club going. And, and I guess the key question that I'm going to ask of people now is, do they want Red Star, Belgrade? Because my goals as far as managing a club is concerned is I want to put in a club that has got lots of members. It's got a strong and diverse base so that we don't come into the English leagues, um, you know, requiring millionaires to continuously back us. We don't come into the English leagues with, you know, open criticism. Oh, you've got 15 members. You haven't brought anything to the game. We really engage with Serbians and other people who love rugby league so that we become like a second team so that every time we play away in anywhere in the UK... We pull 500 to, you know, maybe 1,000 at some matches of away fans, which is a common complaint. So that's why we're doing this. And we'll sit back and we'll look. If we don't have enough members, mate, we'll pull the pin ourselves Yeah, because that's so important. So if people want Red Star Belgrade Rugby League Club to play in England or to play in Europe, we need you all. We want to create an army. And I'd love to have like a movement of, people, so to speak, that really get behind this and say, you know what, this is the way a rugby league club should be run. We want to put in lots of things for people to get involved with. We've got a Patreon membership where every person who comes onto there, if they ask me a question, I'll answer it. They can ask me a question on anything to do with rugby league and how we're trying to set the club up. And I will listen to their opinions.
0: And I can vouch for you there, mate. I know any time I've privately asked you a question, you've always been very open and honest. And I'm sure uh, from, from what I hear about you, you like that with everyone. So that's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> And um, to oh, any wonderful. to any of our listeners as well, um, we've got a link to that Patreon page on our Facebook page, Chasing Kangaroos on Facebook. So check that out if you if you're keen to become a member and give a few dollars and and help support Red Star Belgrade as they move towards League One, then uh, then they can definitely go and do do that. But um, mate, Colin. It's always a pleasure speaking to you, buddy. Thanks once again for chasing kangaroos with me. I get the feeling you'll be back very soon anyway. We'll be talking, maybe if not next year, possibly this year once again. And, uh, mate, yeah, thank you very much for all the hard work that you continue to do.
1: Mate, I think I'm not doing my job if we we don't talk to each other until next year. It would certainly be, it would be a failure on the part of, we want to talk to you about a potential women's competition coming up in Europe, which would be absolutely exciting, potentials for club competitions in Europe. And obviously, if I don't talk to you this year, it means we failed getting Red Star into into League One. So, well, you mate, heard it. I hope this isn't the last time we have a chat.
0: You heard it, Heath. First, Colin Clayweg will be chasing kangaroos with me again very soon. Cheers, mate.
1: Thank you. Bye.
2: That was excellent. That guy's excellent. And also, I didn't remember before when you were saying that he was on an episode, although why would you lie about it, that he um, – I definitely remember his voice. He had a beautiful voice, such a slow, easygoing going as sexy as Biggest as Tigers? or no. Well, hard? mine's a more of a quick paced <laughs> get
0: in, get out. <laughs> Colin certainly knows what he's talking yeah, about. And he's, he, yeah, he's he just, enjoying He sounds rehearsed. I don't know if he's like just a second ahead all the time. Like he just knows what's going on. He knows what to say, knows how to respond. I think it helps that he's very honest as well. So yep. when you're honest, you don't have to, you never have to pull
2: yourself up or anything. You brought like that, that up at the beginning before. Um before the interview, and and he really brought up a bunch of the limitations that they have, and, and was quite open with. I mean, the financial problems, and yeah. and even things like we don't know how this is going to work, and we're not sure if England's going to sign in. We hope he does. Well, instead of just going yes, it will, or yeah. you know, which I loved. That's it's great. And learning that there were, there's, there could be a
0: women's Euro as well later yeah. on, uh, the club Euro Championship that that he sort of hinted at. Can't wait to talk to him more about that once it's sort of more official. But you heard it here first, as always. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on to our actually jump onto our list of podcasts here because I want to let the listeners know what episode he was actually on last because that was a great chat, one of my favourites and one of our more popular episodes. Let me just run through there. So episode 36, Footy in the Land of Trebojevic. That's the last time Colin Kaleweg appeared on the show. We spoke a lot about his club, Red Star Belgrade, obviously doing great things in rugby league in Serbia and all that sort of thing too. So if you're keen, if you haven't had a listen to that one yet or if you want to listen to it again, Bump up
2: our numbers a little bit and go for it. <laughs> how about um, Norway and Russia playing football? How good is that, eh? I'm so G'd about that. I can't wait. And I'm really glad you asked him how we're going to watch it because there's if there's one team I really want to watch play rugby league again, it's Russia. Russia, we're, I'm keen to see
0: yeah. again. And hopefully they can sort some things out. It sounds like they will because they've agreed to be a part of this. So they're keen to mm. get on board. Um, should we go through the groups? Because yeah, there's yeah. some really interesting games here. So group A1, so it's split into two A1 and A2. A1, we're going to have France versus Italy. Italy will host Scotland, and then Scotland will host France. So that's a tight group. Like, it's going to be pretty cool. France are current holders of the Euro. Uh, Group A2 is going to be Ireland hosting Spain. Then Wales will host Ireland,
2: and then Spain will host Wales. And I thought it was great that he explained the Spain thing, because that made... I was also a little bit like, how is Serbia doing so much greatness and Greece doing so well for the... Um, well, like we hear so much about Greece playing rugby league, so how, and I never hear anything about Spain, so how are they up there? Yeah. But his point about um, nationals and... and- Heritage players made so much sense. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I'd never even thought about that. Well, I'd never organised yeah. a competition yeah. like this. So I've never, never, about, yeah. not yet, anyway. Mm. But um, so not and, yet, and, yes, yes, get it. <laughs> but um, I, and that's the question that I've gotten a lot over the last week. Right. People sliding into my DMs yeah. and asking me that question, and it's good that we have got to get that answer. Our mm. uh, group B is going to be Serbia versus Russia, which mm. you're
2: excited about. Sandwich go, bet on that one. Go for our uh, sandwich bet. Well, You're going to take Serbia because you have to. I'll take Serbia. You're yeah, to take, take Russia? Russia? Well, I've, I've got it. he has got a book.
0: So what was our last sandwich bet? That was, a, I got Australia versus the world. So this, the is, right. the, this is the first sandwich bet then because this will come before. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, sandwich bet. Russia beats Serbia in Group B. I think it's on October 17 or 18 that weekend. Russia-Serbia, sandwich bet. You're on. Right.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be a hungry man till then. I'm going to have the biggest sandwich I've ever seen when Russia win. I'm excited about the next one. Greece hosting Serbia. Yeah, the because, whole... <laughs> but that, that's... Look... That's 80%
0: going to be in Greece like because by then, surely shit will have been cleared up with Pentaflon and all that. So Mm. speaking to some of the guys over there recently, they're confident it's not 100% yet. But we could see Greece versus Serbia in Athens Mm. on the way to a World Cup featuring Greece. Mm. Fucking mad. Yeah, yeah. I love it. The other one's going to be Russia hosting Greece. So that'll be pretty cool as well. Uh, Down to Group C. So we're going to have Norway versus Ukraine. Uh, Germany will host Norway. And then Ukraine will host Germany. And then in Group D, uh, an interesting one, there's going to be four nations there. And they're going to play home and away, as Colin mentioned. So Netherlands will host Turkey. And then we'll get the reverse leg in Turkey. And Malta. Will play uh, Czech Republic or Czechia, Cech- and they'll re- and then they'll get the reverse leg against Malta.
2: And I love me a Netherlands rugby league as well. Netherlands it's,
0: is yeah exciting times. And yeah, yeah. I think they um they threw some shade at Germany on our Instagram page today. <laughs> oh, and said, yeah! how the hell are Germany in Group C and we're in Group D? So maybe a bit of a rivalry there. They love play it. each other every year, so there's so a good good rivalry.
2: So so let me try and pick a. T- so I'm taking Italy in Group A. And I said it first, so you have to pick somebody else. So, Group A1, you're taking Italy. I'll take France
0: only because you're taking Italy. great. And in B, I took Russia. Uh, Group A2. Oh, Group A2. I'm I'm taking Wales because you went first last time. Okay, yeah, fair. I've got Ireland in that one, right? Done. All right. You're taking Russia in Group B. I'm taking Greece. Yeah. Sorry, Serbia. Uh, Group C. Yeah, can you? I'm not sure you're allowed to. I can. I love
2: okay. it. I love all. I love all thing. nations. I'm going to be open and honest, just and like just like is, Colin. This is great for you because now you're also going for Serbia with your sandwich bet. You've yeah. actually accidentally got Serbia and Greece. You've you've stolen two teams in that well, thing accidentally or on that's, purpose. That's how I get a lot that's of well. sandwiches, man. No, that, <laughs> well, these aren't for sandwiches. Well, well, well. This is just for hearts. I'm telling you where my heart is, and my heart's in Russia for that pool. Where's your heart for C? Let me see who's in. Oh, I think it's Norway. Yeah, Norway, yeah, Ukraine, Germany. You're gonna take Norway. Yeah. Oh, Although why. I really like, like Ukraine.
0: I'm gonna take Ukraine then. Yeah. Just so you feel bad if they win. Uh and group D, I'm gonna take uh, sorry, Netherlands. I'm gonna take Turkey over. Oh fantastic.
2: They won't have to fight over the Netherlands.
0: Excellent. Done. And then uh Malta, Czechia. that's a hard one too. These are tough. Let's re let's re let's revisit this at well, the end of the year. You can, I'll take Chech. <laughs> so you can revisit Malta, <laughs> right, I'll take ready. Malta, I'll take Malta. <laughs> awesome, man. So yeah, Euros are happening. We've been speaking about it for like half a year now it's finally legit and real. Um, The big thing for me, I mentioned it to Colin as well, but when I first saw these teams, I thought, where the fuck is England? Like, why aren't Uh, they there? mm. Uh, The fact that they're playing the kangaroos, I didn't put two and two together, but the kangaroos aren't playing in Oceania this year. Right. Mm. So England don't have to play euros, but
2: hopefully we see England there in 2022. Mm. Um, And get spanked by someone. It'll just make things legit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also um, the thing about clubs makes a lot of sense because Red Star Belgrade, without being too disrespectful, because I don't know a huge amount about it, are probably a lot of what is happening in Serbia's national rugby league. 100%, team. yeah. So then they're also thinking the national team is great, but also we're doing so much with our club, so we, would, as a club we want to play other teams. And so yeah. it's fantastic to have a club, as horrible as it sounds, isolated like this so that they are pushed so hard to make everyone come to their party because it just makes more rugby league, more interesting that's happening in Europe growing the game. It is Fantastic. awesome. And a little spoiler alert, I've got a little golden point later on about mm. one of the other Serbian clubs that may be
0: mm. able to push Red Star this season, but okay. we'll see We'll see how that goes. Mate, anything
2: else you want to talk about Euro-wise before we get into those golden points? I just loved hearing also that he wanted, he was so G'd about coming back on the pod. Like he really saw it <laughs> as a, I need to be, it's a great checkpoint for him. If he's back on, it really does mean that he's doing stuff. Yeah, I was, thought that was cool too. Yeah, that was smart. That's yeah. why he's, where he is, and we're in the smallest cupboard in Roselle. Love it. Yeah, the cupboard will get bigger. Yeah, mate, it's golden points. We had a week off last week, but mm. uh, everyone's been asking for it. Where is people golden? are you starting to help me. Are they? Yeah, people have. Um, uh, I mean, we said at the top of the show that the South Australian interview that I did yep. um, with that Justin Dooley. He's he's now going to email me results and stuff directly. So you're going to have golden points every week from South Australia. <laughs> this is one for me. And then it. someone else um, tweeted me an excellent link to, Unfortunately, a, a page of news that I was already using, so it was all the golden points from last week, but uh, from the week before, before the episode we'd done. But I just love that people are out there trying to help me. Keep I'm it going. I'm glad they're helping
0: you because, mm. like I, you know, I go for the underdog in international rugby league. So mm. I want, I want you to win golden points. <laughs> But a little bit upset that people are helping you, and because uh, they want you, you get to so much help. You get, get you I get all a, the
2: emails from all the people around the world. I get a bit of help. I get yeah. a bit of help. Let's why don't we start? I think it's
0: all for the good of the podcast. I think it's my turn to kick off. So we're going to start with Cabramatta Part A Golden Point Cabramatta oh, Part A. So as you know, Cabramatta Nines was cancelled last mm. weekend, which is a real shame. Not only because I was going to make my uh, calling debut, yeah. I was really excited about that. But over thirty men's and women's teams were set to play on the day. Many travelled quite. Like pretty far to get here. A lot of people from Queensland. Uh, but another good example was Selkuk Cook who uh, probably butchered that one. But he's from the Turkish champions Ankara, uh, and there were many others that were that were coming down for uh, for specifically for this tournament mm-hmm. as well. Word on the street is that it'll be rescheduled for March, uh, and I also heard today that it could potentially be looked at as like a twenty four hour event, Whoa. which would be really cool. Uh, but watch this space. Well, but what? If someone kicks off at six a.m. I don't know, 6 a.m. to 6 wow. a.m. that's a
2: big commentary call for you, big guy. I mean, I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> who needs so I'm who need sleep when you got nines? That's right. It's the best. Thailand. That's Thailand. not where I'm going. I was just so excited. Cabra nines, I think I had Thailand playing. Am I remembering that right? Yeah, Thailand were yeah. one of the nations. Vietnam were one of the yeah.
0: new ones, the water buffaloes. Um, there was the the Filipino women's side. Uh, Malta's, Malta women's side. In fact, I'm going to tie in Cabramatta Part B, go if for you it. like. I'll go for it. I'll, we'll make it one golden point, yeah? yeah? Cabramatta Part B. So a couple of nines matches actually took place unofficially so the reason the tournament was cancelled was cuz it was freaking hot so in caberra city oh so it was about man. i think it was about 45 degrees celsius at yeah, the yeah. peak maybe a little bit hotter and out that thick, way wasn't just it was the worst conditions you could possibly play football in it reminded me of being in dubai like, like ind- it was yeah. insane Well said. so but a few um, a few a few teams did play unofficially so i'm not sure if these these games counted towards anything But they certainly had a lot of fun. They're both women's matches. um, So two of those involved victories to the newly formed Malta Dames. Oh, well done. uh, And the ladies took on Latino Heat. They won 22 to 10 in their first match. And then they held on to a slim 4-0 win. Far out. uh, As the Mercury hit 39 degrees Celsius to beat the Philippines, which was another new nation to Women's Rugby League. So Cabra Nights. 4-0. Kind of unofficially happened, but not really.
2: Yeah. uh, And
0: um, Malta, here we go. Yeah, Malta on the up. doing some great things, especially through their heritage players in Australia. Uh-huh. Uh We might get we might get Dave from Malta on the show soon because I've had a few chats with him and met him a couple of times now, and I think he'd he'd shed some good light into what's happening over here, development wise, but also what they're trying to do to help grow the game in Malta. So we'll
2: see if we can we'll see if we can slide into his DMs soon <laughs> to leads. England's Jack Brown has been announced as the first ever winner of the International Rugby League's Golden Boot for Wheelchair Rugby League. The Golden Boot is awarded to the player adjudged to have been the best in international matches throughout 2019. The award, which was made at the ceremony held in Leeds, was awarded to the England star after he beat off stiff competition for Australia's Corey Canane, Wales's Stuart Williams, Jay Anderson from Scotland, France International, Giles uh, Clausels, I'm loving this, and Kevin Pasta, also yep. France, plus England's teammates James Simpson and Nathan Collins.
0: Yeah, and he um he he was a real star performer when England toured Australia late last year. Um, good on Jack. He's well, like really deserves it. I was kind of rooting for James Simpson only because I met the guy right. when they were over here.
2: Awesome bloke. Um, but was he the bloke who said we really want to towel? The wheel of ruse so that they the Australia take yeah. it seriously. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's right. He's really cool and he's a big podcast he loves podcasts in general, so he's probably listening hopefully. But James, if you are, how you going, buddy? Um and but to his credit as well, he there was a really nice message on Twitter uh from James to Jack saying that you deserved it, mate. And, yeah, well done. So really cool. First uh first golden boot for wheelchair rugby league. It's awesome. Jack Brown. Uh golden point. Uh, We have to talk about this one. So Super League is back, and obviously you sound sad about it. I love no no. I'm rocking my Wolfpack hat right now, (laughs) baby. uh, Super League's back, baby. Yeah. And um, (laughs) look, we haven't seen the whole first round yet. At the time of recording, Toronto Wolfpack are playing tonight. We'll probably both be staying
2: up to watch it. Well, how are you watching? This isn't Golden Point, but I don't have Fox still anymore. So well, it's on Fox or KO. Um, yeah, so yeah, um, I've got I've got NRL
0: life pass, but those bastards don't want to show Super League. <laughs> they? they should. Why can't they all get together?
2: Th- and they don't even have an app.
0: I thought su- the, the Super, Super league, league have an app. our league app, but it's nowhere near as good. I think they show like a championship game here and there. Okay. Nowhere near as good as the NRL app. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, if you're in Australia, Foxtel, uh, what is it, five oh four, the Rugby League yeah, channel, maybe, and KO. Probably. So, but yeah, Super League's back. Shaky win to Wigan over Warrington. Uh, who were down to 11 men at one point. Saints smashed Salford in the grand final replay, showing them who's boss. And uh, Hull K.R. were impressive over Wakefield. And, of course, Aiden Caesar, we mentioned this earlier, mm. inspiring Huddersfield uh, in their win over Catalan Dragons. Uh, and speaking of Catalan, so here's the golden point. We have to talk about it, right? But Israel Folau... Oh yeah, he's back. It looked like he was going to New York. I think we golden pointed that the other day, or was there, that on the off week? There was chat about him. There was chat about him going to New York. I'm not sure how real yeah. that chat was. It, was in it was, the Telegraph, yeah. so it wasn't real. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but he's our own he's, <laughs> for the Telegraph, from Sue's me. <laughs> but he is um, he's at Catalans now, Catalan Dragon. So how do you feel about
2: that? Well, not great about it. Yeah, if I'm honest, um, because. Does he? I don't know. As long as he's, I mean, everyone's allowed to think stuff. Just don't say it out loud to upset other people. Mm. There's big tease takeaway moments. So if he's going to continue to deliberately try and upset people, then please don't do it playing rugby league or on, on social media. Yeah, it's a tough one because a lot of people are clearly pissed
0: off at some of the things he said. I don't agree with anything the guy says. Yeah. I don't like the guy, but he's a good footy player. Yeah. And, oh, I understand why know, people so, are bit, Yeah, and, and uh, like the people I speak to oh, I read comments online and it's pretty much 50-50. Like people say he deserves a chance to play again. People say he should never play again. Mm. Um, to me, yeah, look, don't like the guy, but uh, Sonny Bill versus Israel Folau, Catalan versus Toronto. It's going to be pretty exciting. Mm. And uh, look, I just hope that he shuts his mouth or his typing fingers mm. uh, when it comes to Twitter. And, and I hope he plays well and does well for Catalan. Um, it doesn't
2: make much sense to me, if I'm totally honest, because the whole thing he, he's been doing socially is, is for his um, preaching career. So I don't know why. I don't know how quickly career. going back into um, rugby league helps his, his long-term goal of being in churches. So. It's going to be interesting to see. Mm. Um, but, yeah, good
0: guys and bad guys, and he's probably, yep. he'll probably get a few beers. But one interesting point as well is he's eligible for Tonga. And Christian Wolf, I think, said he's going to keep an eye on him while he's over there because yeah. Christian's now coaching Saint Helens, so he'll get to see is a fair bit of Izzy. Um, how's that sit with you? Like, if he's playing for Tonga, do you think do you think the Tamalolos and the Fafitas would would be
2: keen to have him on board? Would they disagree with some of his views? Would it shake up? No, I think. I mean, I don't know a lot about the um, that part of the world, but I think it's it's most of the um, island nations are like super Christian-y. So I don't yeah. think. I think personally, a lot of them would be fine with with his beliefs and would and would possibly even uphold them which is fine but none of them are, none of them to the best of my knowledge have gone out would and deliberately to upset people yeah, so yeah, yeah. so i mean as long as he's also he he's understood all of that whole thing went through that whole trauma and went it's not worth it i can believe it and i can tell my parishioners but i won't yeah. go on social media then i'm then he would be an excellent okay. asset to any to any football team yeah. and it would be an amazing world cup if he's there and Sonny Bills there and you know for in terms of playing quality well, Sa- sure.
0: Samoa versus Tonga, mm. uh, Easy versus Sonny Bill, mm. Catalan versus Toronto. Like yeah, it, it's, yeah, yeah, it, it, You know, it could be exciting. But, yeah, again, a I French feel... A French and Canadian team doing a one yeah. in Super yeah. League. You know, that sounds yeah. great. I feel funny about it, but it could be cool. And while we're on Super League, before we go to your next golden point, have you picked a team
2: yet? Yeah, well, I mean, it was pointed out to me that I'd completely <laughs> kind of weirdly forgotten that, that the Wolf Pack, through all of my support, were in Super League. And I know that's what the whole story was. Yeah. But because they'd never played in Super League and my brain was still trapped in Hull FC and, and all of those teams. You're I was thinking English teams. Yeah. yeah was you kind felt of thinking, like you had to pick an English but team. Then, but then it was pointed out to me very sensibly. I think it was by Pi L, who was like, the idiot's already a. Um, ambassador for Wolfpack. as so how's he picking another <laughs> team? And I read them and went, oh, yes, excellent. I do already have a team. I love that team. Yeah. But I'm also taking the Dragoons just because I've learned. I've gone the to Dragoon. the effort of learning how to say the Dragons. We'll call you the biggest Dragon. Yeah, and I like, Um. it's also their tip of the hat to you. And I love James Maloney and I want him all the success in the world.
0: So. I hope they go well as well. You know, Everyone knows I go for Saints in the Super League, but obviously a really soft spot for Catalans yeah. and now Toronto. I've said it before, if one of those sides beat Saints to win a grand final, I wouldn't shed any tears like right. i think that would be great for the game but um yeah awesome stuff man glad you've got a side yeah. and you're wearing your toronto wolfpack ambassador hat today Just it was. The, yeah beautiful
2: to ghana oh yeah <clears throat> the president's nines tournament in ghana involving four clubs has started this weekend with a championship being crowned in december i also love that that's a bingo by the way i knew you were gonna say well well played sir but uh, do you know who won who who's
0: leading the pack at end of round one no the bulls baby Oh, okay. The Bulls are undefeated, so they beat the Panthers thirty to four. Scholars fourteen to eleven. I'm even taking over your golden no, point. No, take it. The Pirates thirty to seven, and our top try scorer, Michael Quay, uh, with five
2: tries in three games. He played for, I believe, the Scholars. You love a score, Ros. I love a weird fact because these matches will also feature a a revolutionary recycling initiative in it. Second, well, this is my part B of my golden it. point. <laughs> I love it. It's called Keep Rugby League really Clean which will look at how to properly dispose of plastic waste by asking fans, players and individuals, players and individuals, <laughs> to come with their plastics as entry tickets in exchange for an instant prize that will be collected and bagged for Aqua Africa, a recycling company. Very cool. So rad. Imagine, imagine your entry being all the bottles and cans you've got rolling around your house. I'd be going to games every week. I'd, I'd be a member of every team. <laughs> Golden point, uh, Greece. Uh,
0: I, I love this one. Constantinos Const- uh, Gerontakis. I'm loving it as well. Constantinos Gerontakis. I hope I said that right. Sorry, Constantinos, mate. Uh, but he became the third Greek domestic player to sign on with a French Elite Two club. So, moving from the Attica Rhinos to the Lescure Athes side uh, for the rest of the season. And I love seeing this because, yeah, that's three Greek born players pushing them, themselves at higher levels. Mm. And it can only mean great things for, for the growth of the sport in Greece as they lead into this World Cup and beyond. And also
2: France, because France is yeah. that sleeping dragon that we really want to wake up <laughs> I love this. internationally. And so if they're also getting an influx, if they're getting pushed by um, other international players and hopefully some yeah. home current players will also be like, well, what well, well, all these Fr- Greek people playing in that well, league. I, I, push I them. like seeing
0: them. a lot of Greeks. There's some Serbians, right. there's
2: some Spanish and, and
0: Italians in that Elite 2 sort of level. They can push up to Elite 1. I just, yeah, I want to see Elite
2: 1 mm. being being great. So, yeah. What's your, what do you got for to me? To Cobargo. Cobargo? Cobargo. That's probably know. how you say it. No, that know. sounds more Australian because it is in Australia. <laughs> to Cobargo. St. George Illawarra CEO Brian Johnston pledged to buy new goalposts for St. Mary's Star. Go okay, the Dragoons. Yeah, of the, of the Dragons. It's in Australia, man. The Dragons. Of the Sea Milton, after being told their previous set had burnt down. Oh, wow. Um, the Dragons players presented it to Combargo Public School with a $2,000 check from the club's major sponsor, the St George Bank. Good, post. good to see my dragons doing something right
0: because yeah. they haven't done much right for a while but they're they're doing a lot in the south coast at the moment obviously right. all this bushfire relief Around and yeah, yeah it's it's uh, really nice to see the players getting out in the community I'm going to tie that into my next golden point it's an NRL one it was a bingo I thought you were going to say this one but uh, I'm going to I'll go for it anyway but the NRL is expanding their roads to regions program so usually roads yes. to regions it's a week long project with the NRL NRLW and former players so they tra- travel to regional towns to run coaching clinics and the like. And this year they're expanding the concept to like a five-week period awesome. um, to reach out and help as many bushfire-affected towns as possible. So a lot of that South Coast. Uh, Roads to regions will conclude with a few trial matches as well. So Canterbury Bulldogs will be playing Canberra Raiders up in Port Macquarie February 28th. Uh, the Penrith Panthers will be playing the Parramatta Eels in Bega February 29. And uh, the the game that uh, I hope I can get out to, we'll see how we go. But St George and Laura Dragons playing the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the old charity shield. That's going to be in Mudgee at February twenty nine oh, as well. Should try and get out there, mate. Good
2: vino in Mudgee. Yeah, and um, I've I was in Bathurst, I think once for when they had a City Country out there. Oh yeah, how was that? when they were doing them, the place was insanely awesome. They Rockin'. just they love rugby league in those in those towns along yeah. there. And um, and I went to a Best and Less there, and it was the greatest Best and Less I've ever looked into. They had every single item of clothing for every club. That's awesome. It was so I was picking up Christmas presents. I lived off that for about three years. Yeah. All these Christmas presents and stuff for different for cousins and and things. And um, anyway, so so having those kind of games down, I went to Tammy when when we played the Knights. About two or three two years ago, three years ago. And so even this this charity shield thing would be fantastic. Everyone would be g They'll oh, all be so in a different kit. It's yeah. The crowds in Panthers stuff and and Broncos stuff, because everyone's got a yeah, team. Yeah. They just wanna go and see rugby league. It's fantastic. It's got a great vibe. Just to see the big boys come to town.
0: Yeah. They love it. And um dragons have been doing this with Mudgee for the last couple of years, a little right. partnership and it's really cool now. I haven't been to Mudgee for the last few I years. I've been a few times mm-hmm. now. Good vino, as I say. Mm-hmm. But um, good restaurant there too, Pipe Clay Pump House. Check it out if you're okay. ever down there. Is it but, Italian? Uh, no, it's not. It's right. modern Australian, a little bit of French as well, I think. Right. A good mate of mine owns it. But, um, but yeah, Big shout out. Big shout out to to Andy at Pipe Clay. But um, yeah, Mudgee, a lot of the Mudgeetonians, I don't know what to call That's them. Excellent. Let's call them that, Mudgeetonians. A lot of Dragons fans now because the club's been really committing to the area. So yeah. one of the good things that the... Magic. Dragons, <laughs> I
2: don't the dragons. Yeah, uh, to Canberra, where former New South Wales Rugby League chief, chief executive Jeff Carr was one of the 837 Australians who received an Australian Australia Day Award. Nice. Carr was also awarded a medal of the Order of Australia in 2020, Australia Day Honours for services to rugby league. And if there's ever a order of Australia medal that you want to give to someone, it's for services to rugby league. Yeah. What a great reason to get any kind of award. I reckon we could see a big T getting one of
0: those. Can one be emotional. Well, here we go. Golden point. Could happen. Over to France, the championship. So I've got to talk about Toulouse. So well, you mentioned them a few weeks ago, and we are hoping that they go on to win the championship. Yeah. That was your joke two yeah. weeks ago. That's oh, a good one. You know. I was trying to think of how good <laughs> you've done it. Um, they went up against York City Knights, so that's another championship favorite for this season. They came away with the chocolates 22 to 10. The big takeaway for me, though, is one of those fun facts. But Toulouse this year, they moved to Stud Ernest Wallon, new stadium there, <laughs> which they share with uh, Union Club Stade Toulouse on. One of the big rugby union clubs, uh, and the crowd for the game was four thousand three hundred, or in excess of four thousand three hundred, which was about two two thousand over the corresponding game last year. So Jeez. the move has been a good one so far. And remember, this is Division Two, so the crowd pretty impressive, four thousand three hundred, and hopefully Toulouse can uh, to win all their way oh. to the top.
2: <laughs> you did it once; you don't want to do it twice. <laughs> hey, that was yours last week, the other week. But you know. to witness where legendary <laughs> coach Tim Sheens has taken over the Vikings. This was from Andrew Alloy. Oh, Alloy? Tim Sheen's a World Cup winning coach who's also took the West Tigers to their first premiership in 2005. That's the biggest I know. uh, Who is now in charge of the once world-beating witness Vikings has turned his hand to everything as he tries to bring good times back to this club um res- recovering from financial hardships they have had a whole bunch of weirdness happen last year i think they yeah got, they well they went taken off they went him. bankrupt last year and mm-hmm. they were saved by a lot of the fans um
0: but i think he's the man for the job i believe he did it with Hull KR if i'm not mistaken i think it was tim but he, he i think was a football manager i don't know if he was a coach yeah okay you're yeah, right yeah but he he brought he helped bring them up for, you know after they dropped down yeah. and witness have dropped down a few years ago now but um yeah it'll be yeah good to see Good to see him kicking goals over there.
2: And, I mean, they're not even full-time players and stuff, so he's really, he's working with, he was in this article, he's doing the laundry while he's doing the, while he's doing the interview because he just, you know, people... I'm not afraid of hard work, old Tim. Yeah, no, he's great, great bloke. At golden point, let's go back to Serbia.
0: So uh, I, mentioned, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, Biggest, but uh, Partisan Belgrade, they've unveiled Serbian captain Steven Jovanovic as their newest signing for the year. So Ooh. the Serbian Hulk... He recently played for the Dorkal Spiders and he will lead the Black and Whites in 2020. Uh, the reason I mention this, Partizan have a great rivalry with Red Star Belgrade. Mm. The clubs have like a Roosters-Rabido style book of feuds going on. And Partizan have been winning junior leagues, the last few junior leagues now. So they've been very strong. A lot of good juniors coming through. I'm interested to see how they go moving forward because Red Star could use some competition. Yeah, yeah. Partizan's always been that second best team. Right, right, right. But they lose by 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 points sometimes. Uh, And I've spoken to Colin as well off air about it, and he's you know he thinks that Partisan can close that gap, which can only mean good things for rugby league in Serbia.
2: Well, if they're doing it in juniors, eventually it's going to trick into seniors. You think so? Unless the Roosters buy them all. Yeah, you know, know. Red Stars Roosters, be careful. There we go. You got any more golden points? (laughs) No. Yes, I've done it
0: again, guys. Congratulations. Um, Yes, so guys, keep helping Big T because you know I want you to win, buddy. I've got one more. We'll go one more. I actually had this as a bingo. I thought you were going to get this one. But, uh, and I've got to thank Carsten Broom, aka the Swiss Cowboy, who let me oh, know. I love that guy. He's a good bloke, eh? I think he was meant to help you out with some Golden points.
2: Oh, he may have. That was the other problem. Maybe he sent them to me and I didn't read them.
0: <laughs> well, he, he let me know that the South African Rugby League, and this is Golden Point, South Africa, South African Rugby League were live streaming their games now. And he actually told me, he said, I'm meant to be helping Big T, but. I'm sending this to you. I don't know why. He must like it. Yeah, but also I saw his tweet because he was watching two games at once. Yeah, at once, I saw so. that too. Yeah. Didn't um, tag me in it. <coughs> but basically that game was between the Northern Bulls and the Eastern Eagles. Uh, Northern Bulls took that out 42-20 and I saw the end of that live stream. It was actually like 24-20 to 20, with about 10-15 to go, but yeah. as these matches sometimes do, mm. blew out. So the Northern
2: Bulls champions of South Africa
0: for 2019-2020.
2: So the Bulls are doing really well there and the Bulls are doing really well in, was it Ghana? Yeah, the Ghana Ghana had the Bulls as well, leading the Nines at the moment. Everywhere but Chicago. So there you go. Chicago Bulls? Bulls, Bradford Bulls. Who knows?
0: We need, we need a we need a Bulls in the NRL. Yes, I would like. I would
2: go for a Bulls team. Adelaide Bulls. No, it doesn't oh, have a ring to no, it. No, but I like where you go. Perth Bulls. No. Perth Bulls. Wellington Bulls. Wellington Bulls. Let's do it. Yeah, no. Bulls now starting to sound a little bit like that game French people play, like instead of like patonk bull. bull. <laughs> Bulls. Bulls. So I'm a bit off Bulls now that I've said it too many times. I don't like it. All right. Stop saying Bulls, guys. Uh, anyway. It only but- works with Chicago Bulls. Now I realize why you have to say the whole name yeah. because because the word starts to sound weird after a while. Mate. Uh- Speaking of sounding weird after a while, I think
0: I'm done. <laughs> That's us. We're done. But uh, I think it's that time of the, the episode or the yeah. show where we say thank you to you guys for listening. Uh, Thanks to mascordbrowns.com.au and mascordbrowns.com for supporting the show. As you know by now, guys, 2020 Vision—that's two zero two zero Vision. One word. It's uh, your chance for ten percent off at mascordbrowns.com and mascordbrowns.com.au. Exclusive for you, chasing kangaroos listeners. Uh, And uh, little birdie has told me that they will be stocking Toronto Wolfpack jerseys—the 2020 uh, Super League kit. Excellent. Um, They're on. They're on um, pre-order. So get on there there's not, there's going to be limited stocks. so jump on mascobrowns.com, mascobrowns.com.au. I also want to shout out mate to everythingrugbyleague.com. Oh yeah. Um, there, these guys have been always brilliant. I I use them for a lot of research, always have since we started the podcast and they were one of the first, uh, rugby league websites that really gave chasing kangaroos a shout. They've supported us. They've written articles about us. They've uploaded episodes of our podcast to their website. Uh, They've got a new website. So check them out. It's everythingrugbyleague.com. Uh, obviously, Everything Rugby League. So you get some domestic stuff, some international stuff, mm-hmm. really cool stuff. So if, if you're a fan of ours, you'll probably be a fan of theirs. So check them out, everythingrugbyleague.com. Um, any shout-outs coming your way, mate? Um, <laughs> Probably, but I can't think Probably of... the man you're looking at right now.
2: Yeah, well, merch is always great. <laughs> the Whoever designed the board game I played, I played a rugby league board game at, at the pub on Friday night, and that was fantastic. So whoever designed that, big tip off the hat to you. Beautiful. And or Was and it Monopoly? Also, no. Say again? Or was it Monopoly? No. No, Another no, rugby league. It's NRL, <laughs> NRL obsessed or something like. We've that. got to play it. Yeah, it's got a lot of drag. It's got a lot of top, a lot of South, no, a lot of Gold Coast trivia in it. Why is that? Because it's so hard to know. Who it, knows anything about the seagulls? No one. That's why it's in there. Can you bring uh, a board game to a pub? Is that not? Does that yeah? It turns out that the pub we went to has board games there, and so by the end of the night, the manager came over and took a photo because she was going to buy a couple of them for the pub. Boom. So I should be getting like ten percent off. Well, Theano, I'll get some royalties and speak to Big T guys. You this know, is you know my, this is how I'm going to get my. This is I'm going to get my OMA, <laughs> a OAM, is through board board sales, game board sales, <laughs> board game, game, sales? game, <laughs> sales? game
0: board game board Guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, yeah, and yeah. Twitter. Uh, follow me at Chasing Kangaroos Pod. On Twitter and Biggest Tiger as well, at Biggest Tiger. And PMERCH underscore while we're at it. mercho Thanks, mate, for doing what you do. (laughs) Guys, we'll be back next week. Maybe we'll get that Justin Dooley South Australia NRL episode on soon. Ciao for now. What's that from? Don't know, but uh, fuck you, (laughs) Nagati.